Hello, everybody. Rick Manning, President of Americans for Limited Government here. Um, today on um, Tuesday, May 9th, 2023, we are um, awaiting the beginning of the of this third round, uh, what I would call the third round of a 10-round fight um, over the debt ceiling. And the first round was um, Joe Biden announcing that he was not going to uh, waiver on debt ceiling, that he wanted a bill, a debt ceiling increase passed with no changes to spending policy or government policy um, and no, not dealing with the out of control federal budget deficit at all. Uh, round two was when Kevin McCarthy uh, defined a lot of expectations and the odds by being able to put together of uh, the House Republicans, unify the House Republicans in favor of a, a debt ceiling reduction package that is pretty aggressive and, uh, and in fact would make, a, uh, would make a measurable dent in the problem. It isn't this whole solution, it's a long way from it, but it is, uh, it's actually doing something. And uh, you know, Joe Biden had bet that that wouldn't be able to occur. In fact, Mitch McConnell, didn't believe that that McCarthy be able to get that done, and the fact of the matter is, it was hard, but it, but it got done. And quite, and a lot of you participated in that because um, when we sent out an action alert asking you to contact con members of Congress, thousands of you replied and did so. And and that and that's part of this process is is how you get engaged in this. It's by you know going and contacting your members and shoring them up. They. Every pressure point in D.C. tends to be to keep spending, don't make any changes, status quo is fine. You know, we'll continue, you know, you know the people in D.C. Um, sit there and, you know, they, they're like conductors on a train or engineers on a train who are looking ahead and they see the tracks going on forever and they don't realize that the, it only appears that the tracks are going on forever because they actually stop. In the middle of a in the, in the middle of a ravine, and you just go over the over the cliff, which is where we're ha heading with the debt, um, the national debt, which is at thirty one over thirty one trillion dollars now, projected to go to fifty trillion by twenty thirty three by President Joe. Um, so, what do we expect from this meeting today? The third round, uh, which is this meeting, is going to be short and uh, and pretty anticlimactic in some ways. Um, the meeting isn't just between Kevin McCarthy and Joe Biden. It's, uh, it's got Hakeem Jeffries, who is the House Minority Leader, who has filed a, a something called a discharge petition, which effectively allows for um, a majority of the House to uh, sign on and force a bill to the floor. The discharge petition is would be bringing a uh, so-called a debt ceiling extension to the floor without making any changes whatsoever to U.S. policy, spending policy, which is the Democrats' position. Um, and so that's the what we're expecting from that. Um, there is a, um, I think what you see, so that's, he's going to be there. Mitch McConnell will be there, who has made it clear that this is a negotiation between Kevin McCarthy and uh, Joe Biden. And then you have, uh, and Chuck Schumer's going to be there. And while he's supposedly said the same thing as, um, as McConnell, you know, you can, you can bet that he's going to chime in because some of his favorite sacred cows 
maybe you know maybe at uh, stake. So here's what we need you to do. We've got a we've put on here uh, at the very top of the chat. Um, if you go, when you come in, if you go to the top of the chat, um, click on this salsa this salsa take action, and even if you've contacted Congress before on this, contact them again. It's critical that we let Congress know that that we want them to cut the to support the Kevin McCarthy House Republican position. Um, it's important that we we do that because right now there's a lot of attention on it, and there's a organized campaigns on the left screaming about all the cuts and everybody, you know, how everybody in the world's going to get negatively impacted and you need to extend this without doing anything, quit playing politics with a debt ceiling, blah, blah, blah. And that's what Congress is going to be hearing. They need to hear from you right now, um, telling them that they need to, that they need to put the country first and actually get rein in this out of control budget. I know this isn't a sexy issue. We've spent a lot of time talking about it, but the fact of the matter is folks, you are the difference makers on this. And simply by taking that, that um, uh, link out of chat and clicking on it and taking action yourself, but then sharing it with as many of your friends as possible, because we need to get exponential growth out of this. We can't just have our, our universe doing this. We need to get it exponentially out there. And you have the capacity to do that. And it's in the news. This could be in the news, you know, for the rest of this news cycle for the next 12 hours. So now's the time when people are going to be paying attention to it. And now's the time when you can make the biggest impact on it simply by clicking and, and taking action and then sharing it uh, with people. And, and obviously share this video um, because I think it hopefully will be instructive. One of the interesting things about this is when you look at, I'm going to go through a couple of articles real quick. Um, when you look at, uh, uh, this is from USA Today. It was from May 9 this morning. And Biden, President Biden's stance on spending cuts tested in debt ceiling meeting with McCarthy. Well, the fact is his press secretary um, says, uh, the president's not going to change course here. We've been very, very clear. They need to do their job, meaning expanded, you know, pass a debt, a debt ceiling that doesn't deal with any of the problems. Um you know, Corrine Jean-Pierre wasn't around more likely when uh, in, well, she probably wasn't around at all in, in 20, uh, 2009. I don't think she was in the political realm then um, when Joe Biden was the lead negotiator for Barack Obama on the debt ceiling increase when they negotiated with Congress or 2011 when Joe Biden was the lead negotiator for uh, Barack Obama when they came up with the direct spending was directly in the crosshairs and spending and spending cuts got made and Joe Biden negotiated it. So this idea that Joe Biden, we never did negotiate the debt. ceiling it's just flat out lie. The whole reason the debt ceiling exists is so we can have a conversation about our national debt and try to do something about it. It's the one time we actually focus on how much money we spend spend that we don't have. So the whole concept behind, oh, just keep kicking the can down the, down, down the street and ignore it, that's exactly counter to why the entire debt ceiling exists. And Joe Biden knows that. He's, you know, he's, he knows that. I mean, he's negotiated these things before. On the Senate side, he voted against extending the debt ceiling about nine times or something. So he's been 
He's been all over the place on this. He votes against it when it makes sense for him to vote against it. He votes for it when it makes sense for him to vote for it, depending on who's pushing it. And bottom line is, you know, this is all political posturing, which is why I say it's round three. But understand that Jean-Pierre Jean -Pierre kind of uh, accused the Republicans of manufacturing a crisis when it was Joe Biden who came up and said, oh, we got debt ceiling and we need to pass a quote unquote clean bill and then refused to meet with Kevin McCarthy for months. The House passes a bill to raise the debt ceiling. The House has passed a bill to raise the debt ceiling. You, know, you won't learn that from the mainstream media very easily, but the House has actually done their job. They have passed a bill to pass a clean debt ceiling, to pass a debt ceiling. They've done that. Now there's conditions, like you have to cut the budget. You have to do a few things to make it so we don't we don't hit the new debt ceiling as rapidly as we would have. But they've they've passed a bill to raise the debt ceiling. That bill's pending in the Senate. Joe Biden you know, can tell the Senate, pass the bill, send it to my desk. Could do that tomorrow. So there's lots of things going on. So she, so Jean-Pierre's just kind of out to lunch. But bottom line is she's not very, um, uh, she's really put, taking the line of, oh, we're not going to negotiate. But the truth is the pressure has been growing on Biden to, to bend, as they say, in dead ceiling talks. And in a later article than this one, uh, the king actually, yeah, a later article than this one uh, talked about how a lot of Democrats are now pressuring Biden to bend on the debt ceiling talks. Um, the reasons kind of uh, is political. And the political reason is very simply, there's a Washington Post poll, which I just need to accept apparently some of these cookies here. Um, there's a Washington Post poll that shows that Trump's leading Biden by seven points in a hypothetical ma matchup, 49 to 42. Um, DeSantis also leads Biden 49 to 42. Biden has this problem. He doesn't, nobody thinks he's a leader. When you sit there and say, just, you don't have an answer. You just say, oh, just continue doing the same stupid thing you've been doing for the, rest, for the last 40 years that got us into this problem. It's clear that you, if when that's your answer, then people say, well, I don't want to do that. So what does that mean? So we take a look at the polling. This is Washington Post ABC News poll. So, you know, far-right conspiracy, this poll, um, and it shows that he's in real trouble. He's in real trouble. And it's, uh, and there's a whole bunch of attributes. They don't do anything, they don't really ask any questions that, they, that they're publishing here dealing with the debt ceiling. But it's all about fitness for office and whether or not you're, uh, who's going to be more or less uh, effective as president. So that's your, and right now, Washington Post, ABC News says Donald Trump leads 49-42 against Biden. That's disastrous for Joe Biden. And it weakens his position going into this negotiation. And so, and the left knows it. But what even makes their position harder is because Biden's position harder is because the Senate Republicans did something that I didn't think they'd do. We, I've criticized them over the last three weeks about failing to act and leaving Kevin McCarthy kind of out on his on a limb. But we had Senator James Langford uh, uh, on talking about this 15 a uh, uh, couple of days ago. And I'd encourage you to go and check that out because he was very informative about kind of the pro what's going on in the fight. But short on the heels of that, Senator Mike Lee, a good friend from Utah, um, announced that he had 
uh, 43 Senate Republicans uh, signing a letter that says, for all intents and purposes, it says um, that they're not going to advance any bill that raises the debt ceiling without substance spending and budget reforms. The 43 Senate Republicans include Mitch McConnell, who will be in the room with the, with the, pre, with the president and McCarthy today, affirming that he's on, he's on McCarthy's side. Because here's what the White House figured. They figured they could cut off they, they could cut off support in the Senate and isolate the House Republicans and then put pressure on the weakest members of the House of the herd in the House to then sign on to the discharge petition and because you need 218 votes, pass the what Biden wants, which is to do nothing, and send it to the Senate, be able to pass it to the Senate and roll Kevin McCarthy and effectively end Kevin McCarthy's speakership. That's what they've been trying to set up. Kevin McCarthy surprised him because he's proved to be very strong. And Mike Lee came around and along with others, but Mike Lee led the charge on this. He got 43 Republican senators to say, we're not going to, we're not going to support, you know, doing nothing related to the debt ceiling. And what that told Biden is his entire legislative strategy collapsed. His entire legislative strategy of trying to utilize the Senate, his Senate relationships and isolate the House Republicans has actually consolidated the House, Congressional House, House and Senate into a solidified party of people who are going to now fight for lower for lowering the the governmental the size of government and use this as a tool to be able to win back some some things that were lost when Biden shoved this 1.7 trillion dollar uh, spending extravaganza down their throats. So. That puts Biden in an extraordinarily bad position because he's now his whole stonewall strategy is now collapsed, and he now and he faces polling which shows he's he's in trouble politically, and that the fact that Mike Lee and, and came together and, and Mitch McConnell who Mike Lee did not support for for majority leader in fact Mike Lee got punished for opposing his majority leader being being uh, a minority leader rather um, McConnell. Being minority leader, he got punished. He got sent off committees that he's really good at off to a less important committee. But, you know, one of the things you want to avoid in life is give really smart people time to do really smart things. And that's what effectively happened because time isn't being taken up on, on a lot of extra committee work. Mike Lee now got to be industrious and have his staff focus on, on, the, on this and tackling a really important issue and being the, the kind of the bringing it together, which people have not, Mike Lee in the past has not been able to do so because he takes hard positions that others aren't willing to take. On this one, he got people together. And so the Senate now is a lock solid ally with Kevin McCarthy and the House to try to drive down the spending. This is phenomenal news and it puts tremendous pressure on Biden. And it's a, and it tell, but the piece that we can't miss, once again, I'm just going to go back to this because it's, it's really important. The piece that we can't, ah, darn, that doesn't have what I wanted on it. Um, the piece we can't miss on this is that you are the essential component that makes this, this whole thing work. The people weighing in right now, the next 24 hours, the next 12 hours anyway, Beating the heck out of the Congress saying, cut spending now. That's incredibly important. 
Every pressure point in Washington, D.C. says expand spending, expand government, expand government. It's like a drumbeat in here. So the heartbeat of heartbeat of D.C. is we need to grow. We need to grow. We need to grow. It's only you that stand in the way. So share the take action, which is at the top of the chat chat list and share the um, uh, and share this video if you feel feel inclined. Share the video with uh, with Senator Langford. Um, explains it really really well, because we need people informed and we need people active. We need them active now, because what members of Congress are hearing tonight, and throughout this meeting they're having, what they hear is what they're going to take away in terms of what the public public sentiment is, and all the momentum we've gained to get to this point can be lost if people don't jump into this. So I'm really, I can't be more emphatic. This is the most, this is incredibly important. Um, I'm gonna take some, look at some, uh, what people are saying. Um, well, here's an interesting, um, yes, go ahead, raise it already. Can't even pay the interest right now, bankruptcy coming. Ronnie, you know, that's it. Bankruptcy may be coming, but uh, we are paying the interest rate now, the interest payments now. They are, as we've written, uh, check out Robert Romano's articles on this, but the one that came out this today or yesterday, I don't remember which, um, I think it was yesterday, was uh, pretty, uh, you know, was pretty direct on it. But we also had a statement that if you go to getliberty.org on the current interest payments on the debt, you can go there and you can see that, you know, the projection is for the next 10 years under Biden's assumptions is that we're going to end up paying a trillion dollars a year on average um, for interest payments on the debt alone. So it's a, you know, the, the bottom line is no one thing is going to, we didn't get into this problem through one, stu one stupid act. It was a series of stupid acts, all kind of just building blocks on top of one another. We're not going to we're not going to reverse that with one fell swoop. We're going to reverse it by doing two things. We're going to reverse it by a keeping keeping the growth of the government to as to a minimum, and b you know when we talk about this bill, you know the we forget that the last word in the title of the bill is grow, and one of the things that, that this bill does is it, it has creates kind of puts the regulatory regime of the Biden administration and, and as a whole under scrutiny of Congress and allows for through something called the Reins Act and allows for uh, regulations that are that strangle the growth economic growth in America can be countermanded by a vote of Congress very easily without having needing a senatorial a presidential signature so things that are have a high cost regulations that have a high cost congress can gets to review them under the reins act which is part of the house package the we have to be able it is if you're looking at this from a straight money perspective it's hard to find a way out of paying of cutting cutting enough government to get rid of this because it's honestly there's too many programs that cost a lot of money that people aren't going to want to have cut. Um, you can, you can say, okay, well, we're going to cut Social Security by 50%. We're going to cut um, well, Social Security benefits by 50%. We can cut Medicare benefits by 50%. We can do those kind of things. Um, but you, you know, that won't work. We know that, that won't work. We know people won't accept that. 
So you have to, so what do you do? We have to grow out of it. And the way you grow out of it is you get the government out of our, out of everybody's hair and you let us start growing. Let's produce energy again. Let's be, let's be an economic superpower that makes things here. Let's continue the Trump policy policies that were designed to bring our manufacturing sector home, to create jobs that cost that actually paid real wages, to increase the average wages of people beyond what the inflation rate was, which was occurred during the Trump administration. And the first three months of the Biden administration, real wages were higher than 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 uh, real wages were higher than inflation. After that, because of Biden's inflation and spending and craziness. Wages went this way and inflation went this way. And suddenly people were working harder to make less in real dollars, uh, post-inflation dollars. So we have to restore the productivity process where, we, where we're producing stuff, but we're producing it for cheaper than it would cost. And we're going to do that through, through, many, through AI. We're going to do it through a lot of things that are kind of scary if they're not kept under, under some wraps. But... We're going to do it because we're the most innovative country in the world. The reasons, you know why Henry Ford became Henry Ford? Because he figured out a way to build a car cheaper. Because he put he put assembly lines together where every car wasn't custom made, but instead you had a you had a system where everybody had a job. They weren't all doing every job. Everybody had a job. They did that job. They did that job well, and we produced high quality vehicles and mass which lowered the cost of vehicles so people could then afford to buy a car. That's what Henry Ford did. The whole, he didn't invent a car. He invented the assembly line to construct a car, which created massive productivity gains, which lowered the cost for you and I to buy cars back in, not me, but maybe, I guess none of us were alive when this occurred, but made the Model T, Model A and Model T affordable for the average person. That's what Henry Ford did. He allowed for mass production. He increased productivity. We have to get the stupid regulators in Washington, D.C. out of the game as much as possible so we can increase the productivity of Americans and we can create an environment where the stuff gets made here, it gets made better here, it gets made cleaner here, and it, and it gets made cheaper here because we figure out ways to make it cheaper here. It doesn't mean cut wages. It means figure out how to create increased productivity. And with the tools, the, the new computer and IT and, and AI and robotics that exist, we're gonna figure that out. We're gonna break that code and we're gonna become the most productive country in the world if we just get our government out of the way. So that's a, and when that occurs, we'll grow. And when we grow, more taxes will come in. Being not by raising taxes, simply by, if you keep them at the same rate, more tax dollars will be generated because more wealth will be generated. And lo and behold, that's the way we find our way out. If we continue to stagnate, if our country's economy stagnates the way Japan has, Europe has, because they won't, their governments won't get out of the way, then no, you're right. 100% correct, Ronnie. We're dead. At some point, we're dead. That's why we have to win this fight now. This is our time to make this fight and we'll win or we'll lose. But no, you never won. Nobody ever won a fight by rolling on their back, put their paws in the air um, and exposing their belly to the enemy. And we're not going to do that either. So join the fight in a positive way. Go and go to the Salsa Labs uh, thing. We've got it once again. Here it is. Um, opportunity. Go there. 
click on it and share, share, share. Um, I And the thing that any of you who are in Utah or if you feel so inclined, that we're going to post, I'm going to ask, uh, we're going to put up the letter that uh, was signed and, or you can go to Senator Mike Lee's, uh, Senator Mike Lee's uh, Senate website um, and he's got the letter up and it has the names of the members of this Republicans who signed it. 43 Republicans signed it. Um, and a couple said didn't sign it for what Lee called strategic reasons. Um, contact those Republicans who signed it and thank them. That's a really important thing. Con contact those Republicans who signed it and thank them. I mean, certainly did such a great job. Um, Mitt Romney did not endorse Senator Lee, who's also from Utah, um, for his reelection last year. But yet Mitt Romney's quoted um, on this fight that is frustrating. The White House has refused to negotiate. Well, you know what? If we got Mitt Romney, they're in deep trouble. So let's just thank those who have taken a step, who's taken a stand. Let's reinforce it for them. And let's just keep fighting. Um, you know, let's be, we'll see what happens at four o'clock. I don't want to take too much of your time, but that's where we're at. There's an opportunity to make a difference. Please share, share, share. That's what matters. Share this stuff and get involved and we will win this fight. We'll keep you updated and what happens. We'll see what the aftermath is. Um, if it's warranted, we'll come on tomorrow about that. But I suspect tomorrow we're going to come on and talk a little bit about um, what, what James Comer from the House Oversight, Government Reform, or Oversight and Accountability Committee has come up with regarding uh, some of uh, then Vice President Biden's actions when he was busy, uh, um, when it appears as though he was busy um, having relatives collect money around the world while he was uh, serving as Vice President. But we'll find out what actually what actually is there um, not prejudging it at all, but the, tomorrow's going to be firework full. So we'll probably be talking about that. I'm trying to get a special guest on about it, but right now, um, you know, it's, I think it'll be a really interesting subject with that. I'm going to end the broadcast. Thank you very much. And we just keep fighting.